Okay, friends, we are back with another episode of the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. We cover all of the graps, all of them, but without the E, so not quite all. Uh, but of course, me and G, we're not anti-E, we're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This fella is Gareth. Hey. And we thank you once again for joining us here on the wrestling podcast. Got a fun episode this week talking about Tokyo Joshi Pro's Wrestle Princess show. Gareth has a glorious interview with a writer who he and I are both a massive fan of. Gareth, tell us all about it. Yes. So I had a little chat earlier this week with Emily Pratt, who uh, writes for uh, Fanbyte. Primarily, she writes about uh, New Japan and we get into that. So, you know, check out her uh, reviews of the G1 is a good place to get started with her work. Yeah, we dive into Wrestle Princess 2, the sort of ins and outs of that, our stray observations, just getting to know each other a little bit. Yeah, it was really fun. I really enjoyed this chat with her. Yeah, I really like the idea of this interview as well. Just, you know, somebody within a similar space to what we are, but coming at things from a different perspective. And yeah, Emily's stuff on New Japan, I always find really good fun. Um, she She's a, a, a clever writer, somebody I, I quite respect mm. in, in very funny as well you know i enjoy her work so yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good pickup she's a great follow on twitter as well um so yes. we, will, we will include her uh her details on the show notes if you do yeah. want to follow her absolutely gutted i couldn't join for this one yeah um, damn you internet tech issues from <laughs> on liam's end kel surprise <laughs> Spoil the party. So yeah, it was supposed to be yeah. the three of us just having a nice chat. Um, it wasn't to be, but uh, yeah, we'd love to have Emily back for maybe the next big uh, Tokyo Joshi show. Yeah, Emily, come back. It'd be great. It was really fun talking everything Tokyo Joshi with her. All right, mate, let's get into this then. So let's throw it over to the interview. It's Gareth chatting with Emily Pratt of Fanfight. And we're back. And I'm now joined by Emily Pratt, uh, who's a freelance writer, most commonly found over at Fanbyte. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. I've listened to this podcast a bunch of times. I'm excited to be on it. That's really exciting to have somebody on that's actually <laughs> listened to us in the past. We've had some some great interviews and some great guests, and I'm glad you are now joining that lineage. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, anybody that doesn't know, look you up and read some of your excellent writing around New Japan, especially uh, over at Fan Fight. Yeah. Blasting through the G1 at the moment. How has that been for you? Um, It's been good. The middle section, I've done this for a couple of years now, and the middle section is always like, <laughs> get real like <laughs> fatigue, G1 fatigue. Oh. I, yeah, I can imagine. It's just tournament season more generally in Japan like when you know they're just all going you know we've had the five-star grand prix we've in stardom we've had the n1 in noah like it's just yep. all been happening and it's just so yeah i think just general tournament fatigue hits yeah yeah so yeah hopefully i'm trying to like look at my own writing and be like okay it should sound enthusiastic enough i hope yeah but yeah yeah hopefully it's given you enough to to write about it's been you know an unusual one a little bit this year yeah there's been there's been a, a lot of good matches in it though so but it is a very weird one this has <laughs> this been year. the first year where I have because I'm a real completist about stuff and usually mm -hmm. I'm like no I have to watch every show from start to finish I can't cherry pick but this mm -hmm. year I've just been cherry picking matches and it's been yeah. such a better experience for me and I feel a bit guilty about it. Yeah, I think I, I feel like that's the best way to go yeah. with something like the G1 or if you're trying to also watch like keep up with stardom and keep up with the N1 and stuff like yes. that's I feel like that's the way to do it for like maximum entertainment value. Oh, truly. So for listeners that maybe aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. If that's not oh, so awkward. Uh, OK, uh, I. Uh, my name is Emily. <laughs> you guys know that by now. Um, I live in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I've been writing about uh, wrestling for different websites uh, since uh, the beginning of 2018. Nice. Um, mostly about New Japan. Mm -hmm. I worked at Uproxx for a while, and my work has also been on uh, Deadlock. PW and 
oh, Mind Games magazine, mm-hmm. Orange Crush magazine, and now I'm uh, mainly at Fanbyte. Yeah. Uh, also mainly doing New Japan stuff. So that yeah, there's a good bunch of you over at um, Fanbyte. Fanbyte. Yeah, I think so. So I really enjoy uh, reading your work um, and Colette. I really like her pieces as well. I just, you're both, I think, right from a perspective I've not really seen elsewhere. And yeah, so it just keeps me coming back to read your bits and pieces. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think we both kind of have done other, like, quote unquote, critical writing Mm. for other genres. Like I wrote about kind of theater and other performing arts before. Oh, how uh, interesting. Like, yeah. So Liam uh, is a sort of actor and director and you know, yeah. has his own little theatre company. So he is probably kicking himself that he's not here to talk uh, theatre oh, nerd no. shit with you. <laughs> so, we're, well, we're just going to, you know, hopefully this goes well and we can have you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is writing your sort of full-time work, is that sort of, do you do anything else on the side or is it just pure pure writing for you? Yeah, writing is uh, my main job at this point, but I also do like, yeah, some temping and like delivery driving, like random gig mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, for it is like awesome. my main job now, which is very exciting to that me. That is so exciting. <laughs> How awesome. To me, that feels completely unsurprising, you know, just because of, uh, again, just like not to be a massive like fanboy like I, I think your writing is fantastic so yeah it doesn't surprise me that you're able to make a living from it oh that's so nice thank you thank you <laughs> yeah so in you saying you live out in LA how long have you been out in LA is that where you're from originally or uh, I'm from the Seattle area originally mm-hmm. and I moved to LA uh about four years ago nice so yeah. About so about the same time you sort of started writing about wrestling, then the two sort of converged. Yeah, yeah, that was like uh, one of the. I was kind of looking around. Well, I moved uh, to LA to try and get more work in media and entertainment, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up kind of finding my niche with wrestling, which I had assumed was kind of just going to be a hobby. Yeah, but it turned out that. Um, you know, people actually wanted to read what <laughs> I had to say about it. Mm-hmm. So great. You found uh, a home in LA and you're doing what you love. You know, how many people can say that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I guess we're all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this was like what I a version of what I set out yeah. to do. So I feel good about it. I'm glad I've been lucky enough to visit LA on uh, on two occasions now. Mm-hmm. Um, and both times I'm out there. So basically the only reason I come out there uh, is just for my love of stand-up and I'll just go and see mm-hmm. tons of comedy shows. Um, but the first time I passed through, uh, I didn't know anything about LA and I was in the midst of like a uh, round the world tour. Like, so I mm-hmm. started in Central America. So I flew from the UK and went up through Central America and then into the States. Mm-hmm. And then my last stop in, so I did three months around the US and then flew out of LA to Fiji to carry on the rest of my tour. So while I was in, you know, I was just like booking a hostel in LA and mm-hmm. um, I was just like, oh, let's just have a little look for a hostel. Oh, this this sounds good. It's pretty cheap. It's downtown, you know, because obviously that's where you're going to want to stay in LA is downtown. Oh, uh, where was it? Was it on like Skid Row? <laughs> It was. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar. <laughs> I ended up staying at the Cecil Hotel, also known as Stay on Main. Uh, oh, also, no. <laughs> also known as the place that uh, poor Eliza Lamb died. Uh, yes. Like Murder yeah. Hotel, yeah. one like one or two blocks over from Skid Row. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so that was that was a time. So I literally yeah. just would go to bed, leave as soon as possible because it was weird and yeah. stay out all day and go to comedy shows all night and then roll into sleep. And that was it. I spent as little time there as possible. It wasn't until after I checked in and was laying in bed. I was like, this place is kind of weird. And I Googled mm. it. I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like when you said hostel, I was like, do we have hostels in America? Like, I guess we do. Yeah. But I, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. 
they yeah. vary so wildly in quality uh yeah. the worst i think the worst one i stayed in was in new orleans and then yeah probably cecil hotel was uh, number two <laughs> in terms okay, of yeah. ter- terribleness <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, just just about. Uh, so yeah, let's get on to. So the reason we've got you here today is we wanted to chat to you about uh, Tokyo Joshi's biggest show of the year, Wrestle Princess Two. Yes. What did you think? Let's just dive right on in. What were your, what were your thoughts on this one? Oh, I thought it was amazing last year the first wrestle princess show was amazing and mm-hmm. it was like i think this this was like that event but more so yeah it was, i mean just watching this uh promotion develop over the years has been like so satisfying mm. and just seeing able to like run a bigger venue and like they deserve to run the bigger yeah. venue and like kill it at the bigger venue it was it was great it's so nice it's just it just is my yeah i think it's probably my most satisfying promotion that i watch like i feel really fulfilled when i watch it yeah probably yeah. a toss-up between this and choco pro in terms of like the most yeah. <laughs> satisfying wrestling promotion going these days yeah, that makes sense. So overall, I really thought this one, kind of comparing it to Wrestle Princess 1, I thought Wrestle Princess 1 had incredible main event and then the rest mm-hmm. of the card was enjoyable. I thought this card had a stronger overall like slate of matches, but the maybe yeah. main event for me wasn't quite, you know, wasn't quite the quality of a uh, of Mizuki and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That's not a knock on how excellent Yamashita and Ito was, but just, you know, that was, I think that might've been my favorite match of 2020. Yeah. Now that I think I hadn't really thought to like compare them, but yeah, Mm. I think that that's, yeah, I think Yuka Mizuki was probably a better match, but I really liked this main event. Yeah. And just the history behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I I really liked um, in the sort of pre-show, I don't know if you watched all the pre-show, they they showed the very first meeting of uh, Ito and uh, Yamashita in their their hometown. Yeah, that was great, I thought. That's like uh, Dragon Gate does kind of a similar thing during Mm. like intermissions. They'll show like a match that kind of relates to the the main event Mm -hmm. of the show or the biggest match of the show so it reminded me of that and I thought yeah it's like a good use of having just like extra air time yeah to, absolutely you know, yeah I like that they uh you know they've got the time and capacity to do stuff like that which mm-hmm. I do think adds to the overall uh you know production of the show and it's just an easy way to like refresh the audience on what you're doing or if they're like yeah like people who have been watching for a long time just like get them even more invested in the story you're doing mm-hmm. this connected or just kind of let newer viewers know more <laughs> about the story yeah oh of course doing. yeah so Liam and I were lucky enough to interview Makito last about this time last year so just before the original Wrestle Princess and yeah. we were so new to Tokyo Joshi at that point you know mm-hmm. like listening back I'm just kind of like Jesus like there's the questions we were asking I'm just like there's so many different things I wish I could go back in time and you know re-record that one mm-hmm. um and yeah I just you know absolutely became enamored with the sort of character of Maki Ito mm-hmm. from from that point on. you know I was already like super intrigued you know like all the gifts doing the rounds and like the little clips and you know everything and mm-hmm. the twitter presence but i kind of hadn't seen you know seen the odd match ahead of that and then really really enjoyed that tag match she was a part of uh last year and so i do think one of the things that was again really interesting about the journey from wrestle princess one to wrestle princess two is the number of the progression or the kind of parallels it had so you know you had uh, Yamashita and Ito on opposing sides of a tag team match last mm-hmm. year and then went on to face each other in the main event this year. You know, you had Yuka and Mizuki main eventing, but then challenging for the, you know, coming back. To, so fighting one another last year, this year coming together, back together and uh, claiming tag team gold. And you had, uh, you know, you had Hikari Noah fail to capture the 
international princess title last year and this mm-hmm. to come in as the reigning champion and, and successfully defend it. I just thought there was all these nice little through lines from effectively one whole year ago. Yeah, I think TJPW, now that they are an old enough promotion to have long-term storylines and relationships is so good at like keeping up the continuity, even though they're, they're kind of a promotion that has like a pretty high turnover rate. Yeah. <laughs> the roster, like the people who do hang around, I feel like they treat them really well mm. in terms of uh you really see their progression over time and their character is pretty consistent and they do all these callbacks like i think the first tokyo joshi show full show that i watched was i think it was the january 4th 2018 mm-hmm. show or maybe this was 2019 i don't remember which year it was yeah but it was a. Uh, the one where the tag title match was like uh, Yuka and Mizuki versus uh, Shoko and Riho. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was looking on like, people were like explaining, or no, who was explaining? Like uh, Hakusan was <laughs> explaining on the translation account, like, oh, this is the the way these people have like interacted with each mm. other in the past and so i was like oh okay and that like got kind of got me more intrigued about yeah going back and watching more i think he made a little graphic explaining like how they had it like shoko and yuka were like the og tag champions mm-hmm. and then like end of mizuki and they were a tag team and now they've like reformed into these other tag teams and i was like oh this is like a very good drama as well as like they had a really good match together so that kind of got definitely got me more interested in looking into the whole like lore of mm. TJPW. yeah i can what, imagine like yeah. i really think that mr haku just does such a wonderful job of you know remembering all this stuff and providing yeah. context and really like helping to bring in english-speaking sort of fans uh, especially on shows where there isn't any kind of english commentary to give it that context um, I do feel like whatever they're paying him, it's not enough. Like he is, yeah. <laughs> he is invaluable to what they're doing over there. Yeah, I think, I think so. And also job. just a very nice chat. You know, yeah. I've had the pleasure of kind of getting to know him a little bit over the last year with the uh, number of interviews we've done with, you know, either DDT or Tokyo Joshi talents. And yeah, he's just a real, real nice guy. And I hope one day I get to go to Japan and buy him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely would. Like, thank you so much for like opening my world to DDT so much more. It's been such a wonderful, you know, silver lining for me of the last year, 18 months has just been uh, getting so, falling so in love with Tokyo Joshi and DDT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad they've been having like a good year while Mm everything sucks in the whole <laughs> world like i'm so excited for to get crowds back in that can cheer and yell and you know laugh with impunity yeah for sure i was just watching the the match that they had at the swimming pool i think in twin like early 2020 or late 2019 i think uh, yeah and I was just like, oh, God, you know, like and seeing people just sit around and like cheering and yelling and the craziness of that. And I'm just kind of like, I'm really longing, you know, mm-hmm. for people to be able to kind of be there and getting dead into stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I miss that. The DT uh, has been done some really good, like empty venue stuff, mm-hmm. but it will be nice when they can do like, have you seen the street wrestling thing they did on the train? And no, the I haven't seen that like, one. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was called, but oh the, the live audience had to be like 20 people and they were just like <laughs> doing all this wrestling in like one train car <laughs> and there were absolutely bits where people got like stranded <laughs> at a train stop. So I love the thing with DDT and their street wrestling stuff is you could tell me, you know, you could just absolutely lie to me and tell me like, oh, have you seen the match where they, you know, wrestled X or like wrestled in a hot air balloon? I'd be like, oh, yeah. no, I haven't, but I completely believe... <laughs> You know, if you told me that, I would completely believe it had happened. Yeah, like, like yeah. Like, nothing. the empty Tokyo Dome thing they did, that that sounds fake. Like, how were they even able to do that? I know, and we've got another one coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. Takagi so, is a, just a brilliant genius. 
Yeah. Enjoy him so much. Yeah, so back to the the show at hand. So I think we kind of got chatting a little bit about the the main event. So did you have any other kind of anything else you wanted to add on sort of Ito Yamashita? Any other stray thoughts? Uh, I guess the thing that stuck with me about that match the most was the finish, which I think anybody talking about that match like online has been talking about the finish mm. where where Yamashita like with the insane head kick and then Maki just like knowing that she had lost already like screaming that was so good it was so good like I I really love just where they have that history together and you know Mm -hmm. she and that's already like part of her shtick the like crying in matches yeah but it just kind of hit different here I thought yeah I think it felt kind of like a it wasn't really a callback but it was like she cries a lot less these days because she's like she's developed more as like an in-ring competitor (laughs) so yeah it was like yeah it definitely hit different because it was like so high stakes and then also like oh also it's the old (laughs) yeah (laughs) like this she's been she was like really hanging in much more than she has in most oh of the my god matches. and it's like oh she's broken now <laughs> so much more you know you think like we were just saying how they uh they showed their first match where you know yeah imashita handily beat her and there was like multiple times where the ref was looking to call off the match and then you know this go around she took everything imashita could throw at her and then some you know multiple yeah. kicks you know the uh attitude adjustment the you know, crash rabbit heat you know like it took everything in Yamashita's arsenal to put Ito down here um which you know whilst I've seen a lot of people upset that Ito lost here you know I still think the there's still more to tell with this story and you know I I trust I have enough trust in Tokyo Joshi to kind of tell it and tell it well like so I'm not I I think this is probably the right call and there's still more to come from these two yeah I was definitely like in the moment I was very sad that she lost I was I was really thinking like Ito could win this one it was like yeah it seems like this could be the time but like I yeah they're very good at long-term storytelling stuff so far so I have faith in them and also like Ito is just every year is getting better in the ring so I think like the next Ito Yamashita match is definitely going to be it's going to be better than this one and I yeah so I'm I'm on board I trust them <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. you know um I'm I'm really interested to see how this all plays out now and I'm you know I'm along for the ride who do you think takes eventually takes the title from Yamashita oh I don't know I'm not good at predicting no. <laughs> this for <laughs> I did not think Rika Tatsumi was gonna no. win the title when she won it I was kind of real new to the promotion when she took it, and I was just like, "I've never even heard of this person." And they've just oh yeah, because the- she'd been like gone for it, it made sense in her whole career trajectory, but she'd also been gone for mm. a while. So, yeah, so it was like, yeah, definitely out of so, know. But it, I mean, it fit like her whole long term trajectory. But yeah. it was also like I was surprised too because I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot she is like this. She is somebody who should get yeah. <laughs> this." Uh, this opportunity at some point yeah so you know with her being a sort of former champion here it still feels a little bit weird that she was in in a fairly throwaway you know making a comeback again at this show and having a fairly throwaway triple threat which she's on the losing end of which shocked me that she she lost that match actually yeah I don't know what they're gonna do with her I mean it was cool to see Tenma won that one right yeah yeah yeah. okay I'm remembering that right yeah, but um wonder if they have big plans for yeah. Tenma. Yeah, I don't I mean either of them could do some cool stuff coming up so it was like yeah, I don't I don't know what their plans are. Mm. Yeah, there was, you know, again, I think this is just Tokyo Joshi booking like there were a few matches on this card where I was like, you know, with a tweak to that it could have been a really great, you know, like the tag match with sort of Riho and Shoka like mm-hmm. I would have you know I think if you'd have just made it a Shoko uh Riho singles match like that would have kicked the roof off the arena that would have been an amazing match but you know it was a kind of match 
tag match where you know and again they've got that history of course but you know they're like a very like overpowered team yeah and basically just run through you yeah. know so in terms of like producing pure match quality wasn't there for that um it served a different purpose um yeah but you know it's, yeah it's i guess that's just the that's like the still i mean they are way more like work ready i guess than they used to be but i guess that's yeah. that's still like their style where they're of course you know they're yeah. not like a <laughs> i appreciate they're not a stardom yeah, yeah. what else on this card really spoke to you um oh i thought the international princess title match mm-hmm. was pretty great yeah so i really thought y- yuki i know um yeah. the challenger you know i've not again she's primarily like a tag worker but i thought she more than held her own here and actually looked i feel like that elevated her in my eyes same as um tenma winning the triple threat i'm just kind of like oh, okay they're they're a bit more credible now like so you know i guess if that was their goal then mission accomplished yeah i think you y- this was i think this was the my favorite yuki aino match mm. that i've seen um and yeah yeah i like this better she like challenged yuko while she was champion mm. and i don't remember like what she did i think yuka debuted a yeah she like debuted a new move in that match too so mm-hmm. i mostly just remember that but like yeah i thought yukiano looked really good and like hikari noah kept she's been on a really good streak yeah she rules yeah. um i really think she's i really think they're onto something with her and i you know i think she i think she's somebody that feels like they could go all the way yeah i bet she will in like a couple years be mm. like a princess apprentice champion it's cool they've like given her a lot of like set her up for a lot of cool opportunities like wrestling uh rena yeah and doing the ddt explosion match like, that was so much fun yeah 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 i, yeah, I cool yeah. to see her like develop mm-hmm. and um i'm sort of real really champing at the bit now after she suggested a match with suzu suzuki um i need to see yeah. that come to pass yes i want to see that too and she has to, i mean she has to hit sanchiro takagi with the van <laughs> like it's uh, that yeah that is the one thing Chekhov's van at this point isn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i need i need to see this you know him be run down with the exploding van now at um yeah. at some point i thought she looked like a real star here like just the combination of her gear and her like look and the belt just sort of slung around her sort of neck and shoulder i just think she looks like a real badass oh yeah for sure she like her and uh mew watanabe are like both have both become extremely badass in like yeah. very different <laughs> ways <laughs> where <laughs> me is like you for kind of forget like for or it's not apparent from like her whole gimmick and then she's like freakishly strong and able to <laughs> it's like... so good it's so good just like she scares me <laughs> yeah i just think the kind of natural juxtaposition between the way she looks versus how buff she is yeah it's, it's like so really and un- it's a little unnerving yeah i mean she is like i feel like she she's kind of like i don't know real life fit hardcore fitness women mm. that i've interacted with <laughs> where it's like they, it's like they're like look so uh just like you would not expect how hardcore they are and mm-hmm. then it turns out they like do crossfit for two hours four uh, days a week and they can like flip a truck <laughs> she really could yeah that's, that's it it'll be her flipping maybe she turns on uh noah and flips yeah, her truck she when she tries to run again. down Takagi or yeah, holds it back. Yeah, that's, like that's... Spider-Man 2 <laughs> with the train. <laughs> Do you follow uh, Miu on uh, TikTok? I have a TikTok. She Is has... she good on TikTok? It's basically just her like sta- standing on like a wobble board, lifting weights and singing and being ridiculous. Nice. So yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but sort of talking about that, that match more you know the Miu more generally I I thought um that it really feels like they're setting up something long term with Yuki Arai as well like that she seems like a real project yeah for sure when she started 
wrestling, I wondered if she was just going to do a little like stint in wrestling because she has her other yeah of, <laughs> idol well, of course yeah, yeah yeah and she's like in is it SK48 or SKB48 uh, SK48 I think SK48 yeah that's yeah. like a I mean that's like a that's, notable yeah. group like she couldn't she doesn't need she to doesn't be have wrestling. To, you know? but she seems to have taken to it a bit like yeah. a duck to water like she's she's kind of better than she she has any right to be at this point yeah, she's had like so few matches, but she, yeah, I mean, her kick is extremely cool. Oh, rules. I love that ass kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I, you know, I'm sure it must be intentional as well. Like her, her gear, it looks very similar to Ito's original gear. Yeah, it's very idol y. And like, certain kind of like sailor uniform y. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, just obviously in her color scheme versus sort of Ito's red. So, you know, I, I, I just have this feeling that that's another pair that are just going to be battling on enough for years. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the like, same way that uh, Yamashita and Ito have done. Oh, yeah. They could totally do like whenever Ito finally wins the title, that could be like the same timeline when Yukirai is like good enough to have a championship match where she challenges for it or something that would be cool i mean they, yeah there's like so many cool things they could do yeah with that. so yeah I, that that was a you know a very enjoyable tag match and it's always a pleasure to see aja kong yes yeah the other thing i think is important for us to talk about is uh venue's entrance <laughs> That, w- that was so good. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with them. I aren't, love they, them. aren't they perfect? I they, just, I just, yeah. I want like, I don't know, uh, a sitcom or a reality show about those two. Like, <laughs> I know, just, yeah. <laughs> there needs to be some cameras just following them around just because they are perfect. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they just like fit so perfectly. And I hope that they, I feel like they must be planning to tag more given mm-hmm. how many like pictures they took <laughs> together and like how involved this entrance was like mm. uh so i yeah i hope they do i hope yeah i i would love to see more of oscar slash venny in tjpw same with ram same. kaicho like i hope she shows up more she ruled yeah. like i've seen bits and pieces of her yeah and always think she just has a great look and is enjoyable to watch but i just loved her team with Pom and uh, Raku just were just the most perfect little trio. Yes, I was so excited when they that match graphic came out. I was like, yes, this is, this is the <laughs> ideal. <laughs> Wrestling is peaking right here. It really is. Like, I really think TJPW are so good at picking and choosing who to bring in for these little like little guest appearances as well um and yeah. you know, hopefully it turns into something more because you think may turned up in the opening match of last year's uh yeah. russell princess and was you know coming in this year as a co-champion yeah oh no yeah. sorry actually somebody that looks very like may saruga uh yes, may, may michelle yeah 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 my mistake uh yes <laughs> But speaking of May, oh my god! And speaking of May and entrances, like yeah. that Neo Bashiki goon entrance is. I was sharing pictures of that with my like non wrestling pals, just being like, "Hey, you should you should watch the show. Come yeah. and watch the show with me." <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw on Twitter as well somebody commenting, "You know, wrestling is more anime than anime." Yeah, that was a very like uh, that whole just like the like screen caps of that entrance were so like I don't know so like shoujo manga like those mm-hmm. I don't know, those panels where somebody will have like roses behind like a character will have like roses behind them I guess this isn't kind of like older <laughs> shoujo yeah. manga but yeah it was like that made the real life made it was flesh. incredible yeah and then just a kick-ass match as well magical sugar rabbits yeah. uh uh just perfect wonderful team you know i just i love both these teams saki sama i think is you know more generally not regarded as highly as she should be i think you know saki sama saki akai uh is one one of my favorite wrestlers in the world like you know wherever she's wrestling um it's part of eruption i think you know they're the coolest team one of the coolest teams in the world like what a what a collection of badasses and then you know i love that she 
then comes over to Tokyo Joshi and plays a completely different character and also just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I feel like she kind of like took, I mean, she took a little while to get good a little kind of she had kind of a makito like trajectory yeah saki akai and makito have kind of we i think they have kind of similar career trajectories although very different characters where they uh i think when saki akai started i think she was actually not <laughs> very good but then she was so instantly good at like being a presence yeah She's so good. She was always so good at being like a presence in DDT mm. and a character in DDT. And then when the Saki-sama character was like instantly so great in TJPW. Yep. Yeah. It's, and I think now she is like good mm. in the ring. But I think it is kind of like Ito where it was like she was doing she we you can really watch her develop as a wrestler nice. over time. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go back and do that just because you know, I think you have that much sort of uh, longer perspective than sort of myself or Liam do. You know, we've really only been sort of watching DDT and Toku Joshi with any regularity since, you know, uh, like late, I think late 2019, early 2020. Um, yeah. You know, so anything before that and we, where we have to watch so much, it's of you know, every <laughs> yeah. week for the show. It's difficult to kind of find the time to kind of go back and and watch lots of old stuff but you know i'd love to pick your brain um if you're amenable to some some good moments to go you know in uh off off air perhaps of some good moments to go back and check out i should say i'm really not like a ddt old head or anything yeah. but like I, I i think i really just have a couple years <laughs> guys but it's just like so much happens mm. in, yeah. and also i i have watched some more older ddt stuff sure but yeah so like, yeah absolutely i would love to, yeah i would love to pick your okay. pick your brain at some point if you're if you're amenable to okay that. just because yeah i think i think you and i are on like a similar wavelength anyway in terms yeah. of what over terms of what we enjoy and uh in, in terms of wrestling okay <laughs> so i think that kind of about covers the the show and yeah that it basically from my perspective it ruled it was a really great way to spend three and a half four four hours yeah yeah yeah, it was amazing. I'm I'm glad glad to hear you you enjoyed it as well. You're in this, I think you're in the same boat as me and weren't able to watch it watch it live. So I had a mad sort of 24 hours where I was uh basically off the internet because I knew basically anywhere I'd go, I would have it spoiled for myself. Yeah, I was like watching G1 stuff and I was trying to make myself like like don't go on Twitter. Like only <laughs> It's the hardest. Yeah. You know, I hate that so much of my digital life has like wrestling seeps in so i can't you know innocently look at instagram or twitter yeah. or anything unless you know after a big show unless i want to know every single result yep yep <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so other than sort of tokyo joshi and new japan stuff what else have you been, you know is there any other stuff you've been enjoying lately or would care to recommend um uh what else is good right now uh, I think the other main promotion I've been keeping up with is Dragon Gate, which mm. is harder to watch because their streaming service is really weird. Don't I? <laughs> and stuff yeah. is always expired. They they do a thing where they have the show up for like two weeks after it airs and then it expires and then it comes back like months later, which mm-hmm. is very... Like the company is very good at communicating about it, but they are really good lately. They just had a show at Cork and Hall that was like masquerade which is a babyface faction of kind mm-hmm. of younger guys versus red singles matches and red is like they're also pretty young guy focused heel faction and that yeah. was very good so <laughs> i would uh yeah i would recommend that they're also fighting they're also feuding with uh noah now it's like noah versus dragon gate stuff is going on so that should yeah. be cool you know i know they had um is it Mokizuki in the in the N one this year? And yeah, so I know stuff's going on going on there. Yeah, and then Kino showed up on a Dragon Gate show, and he and I can't remember who he's teaming with, but they're challenging for the tag titles. Oh, nice. In Dragon Gate, yeah. So I th- and Ata in Noah, yeah, is is all. I mean, 
Noah, and also he's like the leader of the main heel faction Red and yep. uh, Dragon Gate. So I think they're gonna do some more. Cool. Uh, I'm excited to see if they do more stuff. Well, this yeah. sounds like Liam and I's way into Dragon Gate because we've been talking about it for a long time. How we do really want to check it out, but there's just you know so much great stuff. Uh, yeah. Adding an, adding another. There's so much good wrestling out right now. <laughs> adding another streaming service to the mix as well is yeah. is a, is a tough sell. But you know I think yes. if there if there's some crossover with Noah, I think that's kind of a way to kind of get us more on board there. But yeah, I feel your pain in terms of Japanese wrestling streaming services being a pain. So we try and watch lots of ice ribbon and seedling oh and yeah just absolute nightmare you never know whether a show is gonna you know be streaming whether it's gonna be live you know whether you're able to watch it at all uh yeah. so yeah it's a real it's real difficult yeah yeah i i just like take people's word for it if mm-hmm. something that happened in ice ribbon was cool and watch very few ice mm-hmm. ribbon matches for a year because yeah but also because like New Japan rules has your been life. My number one yeah. because of the blogging stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly keeps you busy. Like yeah. Yeah, again, I feel your pain in terms of, you know, when you've got stuff to cover that takes precedent. There's lots of stuff that has to necessarily fall by the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice that there are so many things that you would want to see that are yeah. even happening and that there are so many i mean it's very corny I, everybody's been saying it for like the past couple of years like oh there's so many options mm-hmm. wrestling. but it is great it is cool to have all those options i love it yeah like i i much rather have you know too many great options than you know be stuck with like well oh, there's no there's no good wrestling for me to, yeah to watch yeah. i'm stuck with wwe yeah I've taken up heaps of your time. You've been very gracious, but I do before you go, you know, I think if you've listened to our interviews, you'll have heard us ask some of our sillier questions. Okay. Um, so I want to run through those with you. I'd love to get your, okay. your takes. So karaoke, okay. yay or nay? Yay. What's your song? Um. Oh man. They're all, all my karaoke songs are embarrassing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, uh, Stacy's mom by. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah love it um i'm i'm a johnny cash uh karaoke person myself oh nice i just enjoy doing the stupid deep voice uh, yeah <laughs> and pizza toppings what's your go-to uh pizza topping um oh it's uh controversially it is hawaiian <laughs> pizza but i will add black olives well interesting well, mm-hmm. yes is that so that's like temper the the kind of the sweetness of the pineapple with a kind of salty brininess. Yeah, yeah. I I've could heard see that. People have said that this is gross to me, but I like it, so they don't have to eat it. <laughs> and if you're hungover and going to like Seven Eleven, what are your go-to snacks? Um, hungover, hungover snacks. Oh my gosh. Um. Um. Uh. <laughs> Um, difficult question. That is a difficult question. Hungover snacks. I feel like when I'm hungover, I just try to eat like I, I wouldn't go to Seven Eleven when I was hungover. I would just get like water and coffee from Seven okay. Eleven. Well, yeah. Where, where 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 is your like go to place uh, for hangover recovery materials? Um, it would be like um making eggs or like someplace you can get a sandwich with mm-hmm. like protein in it that's like <laughs> so like the grocery store yeah, and yeah. buying a sandwich from the grocery store <laughs> to be my strategy just like a gelson's or something which i only yeah. know about because i think paul f tompkins talks about it all the time and that's like yes. my cultural touchstone for la yes although if in case anybody i am not making the type of money where i shop at gelson's <laughs> not making <before. laughs> gelson's money. that's okay. a very nice grocery store oh, okay <laughs> yeah do you have any pets Oh, uh, no. I wish I had a dog, but I don't have any. Mm-hmm. What kind of dog would you have? Um, I would probably have a smaller dog, like a Shih Tzu or a Terrier situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I similarly would love a dog and cannot have a dog. Despite owning my apartment that I live in, no dogs allowed. It is uh, too sad. Sad times. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think we'll probably wrap it up about there because I think I've 
I've taken up like an hour of your, of your time talking nonsense. Uh, no, it was fun. <laughs> where can people find you? People can find me on twitter.com at Emily of Pratt, E-M-I-L-Y-O-F-P-R-A-T-T. And most of my writing these days is at fanfight, just fanbite.com slash wrestling. I feel like people who listen to this podcast would like our articles that we have. hundred <laughs> percent. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will include both a link to the, your web, the website and a link to your Twitter in the show notes so everybody can find uh, you nice and easily. Thank you very and much. Do you have anything specific you'd like to plug? Um, not really. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's the most specific stuff that yeah. I have. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure everybody's going to love hearing all your thoughts on Wrestle Princess 2 and read all of Emily's lovely reviews of G1 and beyond uh, at Fanbyte. Uh, thanks for joining us, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. So there we have it, folks. Lots of fun there. Really nice chat there. I get the feeling you enjoyed yourself with that one, Gareth. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just made all the easier by what a good show uh, Wrestle Princess 2 was. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, so much to enjoy there. You know, especially the, the sort of top three big, the title matches all just sort of delivered. And then some, uh, yeah, just really is for Tokyo Joshi. They're just giant leaps forward all the time, it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Let me give you a few stray observations as well, because I'm sure everybody listening is absolutely desperate for my opinion. <laughs> so just a couple of notes that I made from watching what was a very, very good show. Really felt like the Up Up Girls brought it in that opener. And I think because we've had that chat with Noah Chan, yeah, I'm more conscious than ever about how tiring it must be to <laughs> put on that sort of performance yeah. before wrestling. Poor Raku going on first after that. Mm. No wonder she's sleepy. Jeepers. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I'd have been unconscious. I like that I'm just kind of getting to the point of familiarity with the Up Up Girls where I'm like, oh, it's this song again. Yeah, this is a banger. You know, yeah, like... absolutely. Yeah, they really brought it. So that was good stuff. I really enjoyed Ram Kachow in the opener as yeah, well. Yeah, what a great little addition. Yeah, loved Aki saying how she was shouting profanities the whole time. It's just great. <laughs> but she's just very beguiling, isn't her? Her look and it's just, yeah, there's something yeah. going on there. And I enjoyed her trying to fit in and be sort of quiet with Pom and Raku. That was, <laughs> that was just great. Uh, Generally, really I think she's team. a good fit, actually. And yeah, I'd like to see more crossovers between them, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro and Ice Ribbon. I think that'd be great. Susie Noah, Susie Noah, Susie Noah. But, you it's know, in happen. the future, hopefully we get some more of that. Moving on, love the three-way with Hyper Masao proclaiming her love for Rika throughout. That was very good. That was so funny. And I felt like commentary did a really good job of telling that story and laughing about it. And, you know, yeah, it was just great. And, you know, uh, Rika getting more and more hacked off of it as she went. It was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, I felt like coming out of it, Tenma uh, looks like one to watch, perhaps. Yeah. So we'll see. The show as a whole did wonders for the Bakaretsu sisters. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Another team I'm excited by is Camille and Asuka. Yeah, venue. They've got real potential. Indeed, venue. Uh, I found their entrance to be hilarious, though, because yeah, I really. just I got the feeling that Brooks just didn't know what to say, and Aki was just going mental. He's like a football <laughs> fan in there. It was it was just really funny. Um, yeah, I got a real kick out of that. Aki and Brooks, I feel like, brought a lot to the show. Me too. Yeah, I just felt like they made it a lot of fun, which is what tjpw is yeah. it's like wrestling on a bouncy castle isn't it it's just a lot of fun and good you can, you can tell that they're both people that enjoy the product yes definitely definitely they don't there's they don't have that like level of detachment from it they're, they're yeah. like fans of what's going on yeah and it's yeah the 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 love of it is palpable but i do think just on straight commentary chops it's incredible how good brooks is at that you know, as a as the straight guy or the play by play guy, yeah. I think he does. That's not easy to just slip into that role. I think he does a really, really good job of it. So, yeah, generally, I thought the commentary was a lot of fun. But yeah, so more of that team, please. More of Asuka and TJPW generally. That would be amazing. And then, as you say, the stretch was great. You know, three title matches all offering something different. Um, I don't know if we're starting to see a bit of a formula developing for this show where you've got a work rate co-main and emotionally heavy main event mm. if so that works really well i think that kind of complements each other yeah absolutely 
Um, this, in many ways, had a similar feel to last year with the partner versus partner storyline in the main event. And I felt like it really packed an emotional punch and intrigued to see where it goes from here for, for both people, but particularly for Makito. Wonder if she's heading back to AEW soon with that mm. tournament that's on the horizon. But yeah, yeah, very interesting. Well, we've got the one to one millionaire reuniting as a team on the the next Tokyo Joshi show as well. So indeed, yeah, yeah. Are they still on the same page? You'd assume so. So yeah, you you got to think so. Time will tell. Yeah, Yamashita finally followed back Ito on social media, so <laughs> the, the respect is finally there. Well, yeah, we we know all about those longing follow requests don't we so yeah let's, <laughs> let's park that one um but just so this isn't a complete love fest if i could make one suggestion a bit of constructive criticism i would say that whilst the undercard was tons of fun and did feature a lot of intramatch storylines such as like yuki rise do you, would you say hazing at the hands of Aja Kong? Mm, she certainly to a degree, um, yes. took her lumps there um and i think that that helps and also the guest stars coming in, which makes for a good time. I would like to see some stakes earlier on in the show, be it a contendership match or a few blow off or something like that, just to even out the card sure. a little bit. That's a minor yeah. quibble because I enjoyed the show as a whole thoroughly. It's very top heavy. But it would be that I think that's something like match two or three, just something with a little bit of jeopardy attached to it, I think sure. would make all the difference. But yeah, there you no, go. So absolutely you. minor quibble. I really did enjoy the show as it was. Perfect. Yeah. So I think that just about covers, uh, you know, in, in great detail between me and Emily and now you and I, we've, we've just about covered uh, every possible facet of Tokyo Joshi Pro's Wrestle Princess 2. But if you've got any stray thoughts or stuff we haven't covered uh, from this show, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Throw them at us on social media. Indeed, yeah. And you can do that on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at WrestlingPod. That's wrestling without the E. Or if you're feeling conventional, you want to send us an email, you can indeed. We're at WrestlingPod, again, wrestling without the E, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Really do enjoy those interactions, so please keep them coming. And I think that pretty much wraps us for this week. So big thanks once again to Emily. Uh, if you're looking to find Emily on Twitter, you can do. She's at Emily of Pratt, and that's Pratt with two T's. Do check her out. As Gareth said, she's a very good follow indeed. And we will be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs. 